0: This is The Medical Republic, a podcast for overworked and tired GPs at the moment who need some support during this COVID-19 crisis. I'm Francine Crimmins. The Medical Republic over the last couple of weeks have been speaking to GPs at the coalface of this viral outbreak, and many GPs have gotten in touch with our journalists and really feel like they're being left out in the cold in the midst of all this. Today is Wednesday, March 25. And today, I'm joined on the phone by Dr. Fazana Mitra, a GP in Far North Queensland. Dr. Mitra, welcome to the program. Thank you
1: very much, Francine.
0: Could you just start by telling us a little bit more about yourself, where you practice, and how your situation has kind of changed dramatically over the past few weeks? Uh,
1: Yes, we are both uh, principals, that is my husband and myself. Uh, he practices mainly skin cancer and minor surgical work, and I um, I practice mainly um, pain medicine. And we have one GP who comes once uh, one day a week, who does general medicine, and another doctor who works half a day per week. A lady doctor who is a gynaecologist, uh, but she's also a GP but does not have vocational registration. We are both of us uh, uh, practice uh, owners, and um, we are both elderly and vulnerable. But before I come to our own uh, concerns, personal concerns, I would like people to know that patients are not aware of the availability of telehealth and we are unable to provide any services through our clinic to the patient and we do not know how to uh, get this word across, uh, letting the patients know that telehealth facilities are available. In fact, many doctors also do not know exactly how telehealth is. Um, is it just a telephonic uh, talk that we could bill or is it like we set it up like uh, what we do with telehealth conference with specialists, whether it is Skype or FaceTime, that is unknown to the patients. And also we are at a loss of what to tell the patients.
0: You really have quite a few conflicting problems going on at the moment. I know that uh, a lot of GPs are also saying that just their regular attendances are down and no amount of telehealth will kind of reclaim that financial loss. Are you finding the same thing?
1: Obviously, patients have been advised to stay home. So gradually, patients are becoming fewer and fewer. Since morning, we have hardly one or two. In such a situation, uh, it's very hard to even bear the cost. We, We do not want to lay off staff, but even a minimal staff of one receptionist and one nurse is very hard to maintain with all the other uh, extra expenses that come with running a practice. What help can be provided by the government so that we do not lay off the staff? And secondly, how do we access that
0: help? You spoke a little bit to me earlier about how you and your husband both fall into the vulnerable age category. Could you maybe tell me a little bit about your fears um, surrounding that?
1: We are only two of us here in Townsville. I have a son uh, with his family living in Brisbane. The other two doctors who come in to help us one day, one and a half days a week, like one doctor, one day, and half a day, the other lady doctor. Uh, They are also in the elderly group. One is uh, 65 plus or 60 plus, I believe, and the other is 55 or so. so. if you go to see, all of us are in the vulnerable age group. So if one of us falls sick, it's really hard for us to manage. We'll have to just shut down.
0: And at the best of times, we know that it's quite hard to attract um, vocationally registered uh, GPs to any practice. And you're even in, I guess, a more populated area than a lot of other GPs out in Australia. How are you finding that challenge?
1: Uh, that is also, see, for the last six months to eight months, we had been trying to retire and so that we could hand over the practice to someone else, younger GPs. We were very open uh, to negotiate with whatever uh, possibility there was. Um, but there was no one coming forward. And um, it's very hard to recruit uh, VR doctors in Townsville because it is considered not as an area of need. So we have to have, VR doctors, but I believe uh, that most do- practices are suffering from lack of doctors, except one or two um, bulk billing um, GP super clinics. Uh, they have uh, quite a few doctors right from the word go, but uh, the private practices are, it's very hard to recruit. Um, even not even now, but for a long time. But still we are considered as a region uh, which does not require doctors. Have has been a long-going concern for us because we are on the verge of retirement. We have a very good practice, established practice, with no one to take over. And it's becoming a harder day by day to run the practice.
0: You mentioned a little bit earlier about telehealth being brought in uh, to general patients and then maybe not understanding how to use it. What has been your experience of using telehealth so far? Have you um, used it in the past? Uh,
1: telehealth, I have used it for with the conducting of uh, mental health care plans and with specialists, diabetologists, etc., with a specialist but not with a patient because uh, most of our patients are uh, quite local. They live not too far away from us. So there was no reason to conduct tele teleconference or tele, telephonic contact with them. And also because in the recent uh, weeks, all those who wanted to have these minor surgeries done, they came in, skin cancer checks, et cetera, from my husband, uh, we were pretty busy last few days and um but in the past week, I would say it has slowly come down, and the same goes with my patients uh, they are all chronic pain patients, and um I have given them sufficient uh that is one month supply of their medicine uh and they will be due for their medications and I do not know how they're going to manage, if it's going to long last or if, uh, again, as I said, if I'm sick because I um, no other doctor wants to give uh, opioids to patients. I've been in chronic pain management for the last 15 years or so, and I've taken on the burden of uh, most of my GP colleagues, uh, who do not wish to prescribe opiates or do not want to deal with chronic pain. So have taken on their burden of chronic pain patients. So uh, no one else wants to prescribe the opiates. So I'm at a loss that if I am sick, for example, I'm unable to attend, how will these patients access their medication?
0: And so what has been your experience so far of any of the telehealth consults that you've had to um, start doing?
1: You see, the problem with opiate medication is that uh, you cannot hand over the script to any person. You have to examine the patient every time you um, see the patient. Sometimes you have to conduct a a urine drug screen. Uh, Sometimes you have to go through their new symptoms and you just can't hand over without seeing patients, without seeing them physically, you can't just keep on handing them uh, scripts and you cannot give it to anyone else unless... We are very, very sure that the person is not going to misuse and abuse.
0: I guess you're already servicing uh, an underserviced population of patients uh, and this is all compounding those existing problems.
1: I just would like to know if other GPs who are not specialised in certain areas, how they are faring, and what are they finding? Are the GPs also finding fewer and fewer patients and how are they going to manage running their practices or at least even managing the minimal staff how are they going to do it i dearly like to know because so that even i can do the same and uh, how are they coping and what the hell, what help can the government provide and how can we access it quickly because you see mortgages have to be paid salaries have to be paid electricity has to be paid everything comes up so quickly
0: looking to the future and the concerns that you've just raised i'm guessing that you have thought about uh, what it could look like if you do have to make that hard decision to shut down your practice i was going to ask it's not just as easy we know as closing the doors and locking them there would be so much effort and time i'm imagining in having to clear out supplies and uh, take inventory and a whole heap of things uh, that would be on unpaid time. Have you thought about what you'd have to do to prepare?
1: No, this has come at such a at, uh, with such a short notice. We were planning, like in the long term, trying uh, to sell the practice or to um, uh, make it known amongst our colleagues if we could negotiate some sort of uh, settlement, et cetera. So we were planning everything in the long term, in the sense in the near future, six months to a year future. But all this has come so quickly and so suddenly that um, it's hard to prepare everything. We'll have to put our thought to it
0: now. Is there anything that you and your existing practice staff are doing at the moment uh, to try and have to prepare if you do hit that point?
1: We we have uh, informed the the staff, um, but they have been good enough to just stick, stick it out and um, they know eventually if the situation persists for far too long, uh, we might have to shut down, which is the last resort. We'll try to pull on as much as possible. But obviously, we cannot do it indefinitely unless we get some uh, big resources from the government.
0: I guess my final question is, if you could ask the National Health Minister, Greg Hunt, for something right now, what would be um, something that could help?
1: I suppose... uh, uh... Funding would be the biggest concern. If we have money, we can at least cut down the hours of the minimal staff. Uh, we would have something to survive on, like with the payment of the essential services or if we are able to postpone or uh, um, give a break um, for the mortgages, for example, six months uh interest in mortgage for example and if we could save the electricity buy and buy in installments later on uh, as things improve. things to that effect and as well as the uh, monetary help, I think that would be greatly needed.
0: It sounds in the short term like GPs really need some kind of support from the government just to be able to stay in the building, pay the mortgage, pay the rent and keep the lights on.
1: Yes, exactly right. I would love uh, to see some more younger doctors wanting to come and take over charge because we have built up our practices with great effort, uh, with great care, and done it to the best of our ability. And we wouldn't like it to just go to waste. And we have a big clientele. And uh, we love our patients dearly. It will be a great loss uh, to the community as such. If we have to just shut down and there's no doctor coming forward.
0: Dr. Mitra, thank you so much for speaking to me, especially at such a difficult time and also about your career and life work, and really seeing uh, such a sad situation unfolding in front of you.
1: Thank you, Francis, for asking these questions because um, these thoughts came to my mind. It was concerning. I was worried and just to get my thoughts out. And I would love to know also what other GPs are doing and how they're coping.